Hello and welcome to the Court Games Podcast, your L5R LCG podcast, uh, with me, your host, Steelfur, otherwise known as Finbar. And I'm Trevor Cuba, aka Kikita Onimaru. Yeah, so we haven't recorded for what, be two weeks now, so how have you been, Trevor? Have you been alright? Oh, I have been alright and very, very busy. Uh, got some things I really want to announce in a couple of weeks. I'm almost there, but not quite yet. <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to finish working on those before we can start talking about them too much. Uh, but lots of plans, uh, of our related going on behind the scenes that everyone will be very excited to hear about in a few weeks, maybe. Um, yeah, so FFG has stuff happening soon, I guess. Um, they, they, they've got something going on, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the next event is the Gen Con, isn't it? Gen Con chronologically i think i believe um, at least that's the that's the main one that's the that's the big prize and stuff that's what you, traditionally was the l5r's world championship and although it's no longer the world championship it is still pretty much like the biggest scene in town right now people just don't want to let it go do they you no. know it's like we're like elsa over here let none of that go but i mean gen con like as an event superior or inferior to the world championships right so the positive is like the event the games the number of people and then the the cons are cost is that yeah i mean comparatively it's it's not even close i mean gen con has uh, a really large tournament that's benefited by like a a high population that's already there for just gaming stuff uh, that will just bolster those numbers right there. There have multiple L5R related official and unofficial going all over the city, honestly. Um, and if you ever get bored, if you uh, if you're unlike me and just for some reason get bored of L5R stuff at one point, you can just go do other things. So yeah, Gen Con is the place to be in one month time. By the time you listen to this, you should have already got your ticket. <laughs> I mean. By the time we're recording this, they potentially should have already got their tickets. But, you know, if you haven't got one and you're listening to us, then, you know, Godspeed. And uh, I hope you sort it out. <laughs> so, Gencon's going to happen. The pack meta will be pack two, I think, um, given that pack two is supposed to be released this week, next that, week. That's what they're saying. Now, I've checked with my friendly local game store, and here in America, all game stores get their... Uh, product through alliance distribution and they have st- listed on their website that the pack should come out on august 19th which is the like the last time that uh, or the most amount of time you can put it out to make it legal for gen con so all signs say yes however given how the rest of this year has gone none of us are very confident that uh you know or we're not or we're confident let me take that back we are confident it's going to come out uh, we would not be surprised if there is a challenge to that in some way. So, by contrast, it has already arrived in the UK. It has not been sold yet, but we have it on fairly good authority that it will be here by Thursday. Um, and because we have a casual tournament on Saturday that I may be going to, I may be playing Netrunner um, for whatever reason, uh, you know, we may actually have it by Thursday. We may be playing with it in a tournament on Saturday, um, and everyone might be very, very excited. So if if you are listening to this podcast in two weeks' time and it has not arrived, then all that optimism was for naught, and you will find me drinking 
in uh, a pub in central London and you may come and join me. Um, How dare you get your hopes up? Exactly. It's just like the Tiny Tim bot from, uh, from Futurama just going up to FFG is like, good show, sir. You've raised my hopes and dashed them again. Well, I- exactly. But, you know, at some point, delivery schedules have to be maintained. And, you know, if it gets delayed a bit, it's not the end of the world. Uh, but I'm going to be somewhat optimistic, despite the fact that how many cards do I want in pack two? That's something we'll get to later. But, you know, it's a bit of hit and miss here and there with Dragon this cycle. So, yeah, you know. One of us is significantly more excited than the other this time around. And, and the other one of us is excited because he's stealing all your cards. So, you know. <laughs> There's swings around about. So moving back to sort of FFG related things. Let's take a look at the tournaments we have on the pipeline. We have uh, Sydney, Australia coming up the 10th and 11th of August. We have Krakow coming up on the 23rd and 25th. Uh, that's in Poland. Uh, Krakow is going to be the first one to, other than Gen Con to get the new prize support that FFG announced, I believe, last week sometime. Yes. Yeah, they, uh, each clan was uh, shown uh, two uh, alternate art cards of cards that were at least recently very staple cards to everyone's deck. That's very useful. That's going to be going yeah. off on up on the paywalls or the Koku walls at these various events. Crans are a bit disappointed because the two cards that we got, like if they came out a year ago, would have been really exciting. But they've all filtered out of the decks by now. So kind of ho-hum, but whatever. We're getting like. 20 copies of things that is the, uh, unfortunately the lag between promo selection and promo printing uh just kicking you there so these promos are they are nice they are quite pretty they're in the i think it's called the shogun style or whatever they've done uh the one thing of course that i pointed out about the last versions is that having the military and the political in the middle of the card is actually not as good a design decision as having it on the side of the card something that they have corrected in their grand championship promos which use a very similar design with a few slightly tweaks which is quite nice to see um and of course as i said since about last year and i've maintained as a fairly steady position having gen con only exclusive promos was a bad idea having a way for european players to get them in a local well local tournament uh, given that it's in poland um is is the best we can hope for and in fact it's quite good to see that they've been added to the prize wall for a european event as well because it just it did nothing for a lot of people i know who were collectors to have all of these cards on one day of an american competition that they never had a hope to get to and they weren't announced until two weeks before whereas now we've got a good bit of a maybe two month and a half's notice it's good enough to get to poland the flights aren't that expensive if you book a month in advance the promos look cool. Everyone you know, has a bit of leftover Koku, so most people can already get some of them. Uh, so things are quite good. The big question is, of course, are these promos just for this tournament? Are they going to be carrying over into next year, maybe? Well, they said that it's going to be available for Gen Con and Krakow. So I imagine like it's just going on the wall that they have. I'm only like I'm generally assuming that everything that was previously on the wall is still there or else we're just yeah. for like two prizes that wouldn't make any sense yeah but um, it's also just that's a bit odd then because they're going to have all of these printed cards and when are they going to give them out so we might just see that they're given out at the next quota maybe at bologna um bologna? if people no B- bologna bologna that's what i said yeah Italy. So the Italian Kota is in Bologna in northern Italy, which is where they had a rather successful Keyforge Vault Tour 
two weeks ago that had 450 people. Was it 600 people? It was a lot of people playing Keyforge, very popular. Um, well, of course, you remember when the first Gen Con happened, when the new Alpha VAR released, there were 700 people, but that was like a special event and you could never keep those numbers. Um, so after Krakow, um, we have the Nova Open in DC um, on the 29th of August. Yeah, well, we announced last week, or they announced a couple, uh, uh, by our last episode, the prize support that's going to be at that event and stuff, which is, as far as I know, still exclusive to this particular event, but we'll see how that shakes out in the pipeline. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that, the same prizes at Worlds, but those uh, metal element tokens look really cool. Uh, they really do, and I will be doing my best to win some at Madrid. Um, so, which, of course, is coming up because we have we have the Nova Open and then we have Bologna on the 21st and 23rd of September and then we have Madrid on I think the 6th and the 7th of October and Madrid and um the Nova Open are the two first the first two grand championships uh, of which every country will get one they sort of function like a nationals so you know the new prizes there will be there with the the metal rings and the new playmat and stuff will be quite cool um so yeah, should be good. Lots of stuff still coming up. And then, of course, we enter a bit of a quiet period and then Worlds. And then we have, I think, a month's break. And then the, the Madrid Kotai, I don't know when that's happening because it was scheduled for December, but the convention that it's tied to has been moved to late November. So then there's the question as to whether Madrid is going to have a grand championships in early October and then it's Kotai in late November, it like immediately after Worlds. Hopefully, Pack Six will be out by then. So, you know. and, and there should be notices. We're in this little time zone that we're talking about. Like by the time we end the Kotai's of this year, which is in Bologna, it would be time to get our new roles as we roll right into uh, Worlds. So, stock up on those pri- on those uh, East Elemental Championship as cards. Far as I know, the world, the new roles are coming out after Gen Con. Mm, sounds about right. I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I haven't been paid attention to that one. One second, can you still hear me? Because it yes, says yeah. okay. Sorry, it said yeah. that my signal had gone bad, but it seems to be fine again oh, now. Sounds perfectly great to me. Okay, good, good. <laughs> um, Freak it out. The audio is going to shoot the bed. No, it's fine. I mean, because I'm recording it my side anyways. It's more if you can hear me. Um, is there anything else to talk about about events? Not really. Um, we'll do the Patreon plug at the end with our call to action or whatever. Um, yeah. So there's just a weekly recap. So, Finbar, why don't you tell me about the Discord World Cup? Because you are actively in it right now, aren't you? Yes, exactly. Um, through fault of no one else wanting to do it, I have ended up as the captain of Team England. Um, you know, and it was going to be Team UK, but Wales and Scotland weren't having any of that. And no one really knows what's happening with the Northern Irish or if there are any Northern Irish uh, our players. So, you know, we're just sort of mostly along, just England by themselves. But of course, the good thing is that Wales is on 2-2 and Scotland is on 1-3. So if we had been Team UK, uh, we might have actually been doing a lot worse than, than Team England are. So we're currently in the fifth round of Swiss, which sees England versus France. Classic, classic old fight there. Uh, 100 years of war coming back again. Uh, we've got Hunger 4 versus the USA, which is quite fun as well. Greece, Canada, Philippines, Italy, 
uh, Austria versus First Nations, Brazil, Wales, you know, loads of other matches. Um, a few teams are already qualified. So um, anyone above 3-1 is already qualified for the higher bracket. And then there is a lower bracket as well, which I think is anyone who goes 2-2 um, or 2-X. So Spain is in on 4-0 and they got to buy this round because they're the top seed, I think. So they're on 5-0. Having not looked at the results at all, I'm just going to assume that America has a perfect winning record and uh, everything. No, America lost to Spain, I think. Everything's fine. It's all fine. It's, it's all fine, Finbar. They, no, fine. No, they, lo- they definitely <laughs> lost to France. That doesn't sound right You can right see here, Travis won, jokingly lost to a Coyote. Uh, Mosey lost to a Scorpion. Handsome Dad lost to a Dragon. It's not my fault. I, I do not want to be here anymore. Let us move away. Anyway, so the other qualified clans at the moment are Hungapore, which is Hungary and Singapore, Canada, Greece, the USA, France, and England. Uh, we're all playing for seeds. And then, of course, Brazil, Switzerland, Wales, the Philippines, Australia, Italy, and Austria are all playing for um, qualification. Uh, and then whoever's not made the cut is going to go into a lower bracket, I think. Um, and there will be a few people who are just knocked out. Uh, the Netherlands, sadly, is on 0-4. Uh, poor, poor Netherlands. Uh, you thought they would be doing better having Eric as their yeah, coach in the background. Eric would, would but... like single-handedly raise them all up. But they're all just too polite. <laughs> well, I think also he's you know he's been giving advice, but he's been letting people play their own games. And they have, to be fair, had a few very close matches. They've had a lot of three, uh, four-three results. So it's not like they've been losing heavily every time. It's just that they haven't been able to pull it out in the end. I was just assuming that the Netherlands team was just Eric Balhus with like seven different clan logins. <laughs> he's just been playing on multiple computers at the same time. No, no. Sadly, only one pl- each player is only allowed to play maximum of two clans, which is much better for the health of the game. Um, yeah, so we'll see that. We'll see round five wrap up next week, and then we'll go into the elimination, and we should be done in three weeks' time, but it's very exciting. And just a tip for anyone listening, if you go to the Discord League uh, Google page, which you should all know uh, how to find it, if not, go and check the pins in the Discord League channel, uh, you will be able to go to each round of the World Cup and you can see linked next to each of the games uh, the the VOD of that game. So if there is a particular country you're following and you haven't been able to watch the games or keep up with it, uh, you could go back. So, for example, if you wanted to see uh, Joking Lee and Mosey losing to their French opponents, you could watch a VOD of that. Yeah, so that's happening. It's going to be exciting. And I think you were telling me that you've been looking at Nuremberg. I'm going to pronounce yeah. that really wrong. Nuremberg. Um, <laughs> Nuremberg. <laughs> the umlauts. Um, um, yeah, but, you know, what? neither of us have to deal with umlauts on a regular basis. So Depends on I'll how much metal you... you listen to. <laughs> that is true. Well, I'll tell you what, Finbar, if I can't take pride in being American, at least I could take pride in being a crane because my bluebird friends uh, completely dominated uh, Germany uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm pulling results right now from our good friends over at the Imperial Advisor. They have, uh, once again, give us a great breakdown of the attendance levels and the events. Um, 70 participants went in. Uh, we end the day 
with uh, four cranes being in the top eight, two scorpion, one crab, one unicorn, and then crane, our good friend Nicholas uh, Simpionet. Oh, wow. Simon Petri? I think so. It's Shooterav. Everyone's good friend Shooterav on. Uh, <laughs> I can't say Simpionetri, but I can say Shooterav. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, uh, Shoot manages to take Germany, um, and we're seeing something I'm going to talk about when I go into my testing a bit and stuff, uh, and we're t- uh, talking about this in the Jade Throne Discord a little bit about clan rankings. I don't know if, uh, or better players than I say that Crane are not tier zero yet, but they have certainly come into a dominant position right now. Uh, primarily the release in the first pack of esteemed tea house has completely revolutionized uh, our attachment control and we can do really dumb things and i mean really dumb things with this card uh, how's your experience been with it so far i have not played a single game against new crane oh you feel lucky <laughs> so what you have to remember is that the world cup deck lists have been locked since we started about a month ago So all of these new innovations and cards that people are trying uh, haven't really impacted the meta that I've been playing so far. We're not going to spend too much time on Germany, but however, you go head over to the Imperial Advisor. They did manage to procure everyone's deck list of the top, I believe, 16 players. So you can see what's going on. So not only did did, uh, Shooter Ruff end up winning the event, um... Each of these four cranes have a very different deck list. So crane has moved into where Scorpion has been for the last few months of there. We're now a clan that is not locked to here is our good deck. Uh, We can diversify. We can play around with the numbers and we have enough tools to really play more custom play styles rather than like this is the undisputable good deck. I'm just going to keep doing that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great the second you get into that place. I think the clans that have that benefit obviously rise to the top during Swiss because people don't know how to plan against them enough, um, which is great. Uh, it is really good. And the clans that don't have that variety um, always suffer. And I think that's where Lion has been for a very long time and maybe where Unicorn still is. But they got to the final of Nuremberg, so uh, it's quite good to see. Uh, Unicorn doing well as well. Yep, Unicorn's got some uh, gas to it. Uh, they're still a bit into, they have basically one strategy, which is go hard, go fast. Um, but they do it so well. And it is something uh, that people have been talking about on Discord. So Crane and Scorpion are clans right now that can kind of like get away with doing their own personalized jank of their own individual splashes and multiple deck types. Uh, the, and we're two of the clans who have been lucky enough to receive a clan pack. Uh, however, the Phoenix and the Unicorn, they've also received the clan packs. They're not quite as successful doing that. Unicorn have a quote-unquote alternate theme, an alternate stronghold that kind of, like, they have the better, uh, or the unfortunate effect of having a really poor start out of the core of the game, and a lot of their 
they've been getting admittedly very, very, very powerful cards since cycle two and so on and so forth. However, it's just kind of caught them up to be decently competitive. I mean, they're very like upper middle of the road right now, but they're still not at a point where they can branch off in any really meaningful ways right now. Phoenix, ironically, their alternate play style of glory box Phoenix, high glory uh, samurai has legs it's useful it can get some work done but on one hand it is not nearly as effective as q nasawa slinging spells from the graveyard all day and on the flip side scorpion is a clan that exists in this game so they're still like one mark of shame away from having a really bad time at any given moment yeah, exactly. And, you know, you have to think about these sorts of things. The Unicorn, I mean, the Unicorn are going to be happy they have one date that works, right, with the start that they got. That's fine. Everyone else, I think, so. <laughs> can expect two soon. But then Phoenix, it, you know, then there is a Phoenix Bushi Glory deck going around doing the works that is actually quite good. And I've played it once or twice. And a perfect cut makes it a lot better. Um, it's new one that just honors a, um, a Bushi for a conflict and then takes this token off is really good. Um, you know, they have a lot of nice tools now for dealing with Dishonor, and we may see a Scorp uh, Phoenix uh, glory deck that can actually take on Scorpion sooner or later. Uh, it would certainly be quite amusing, I think, to watch. Moving on a little bit, um, since it's been pretty quiet news-wise, um, over here in the States, we are all deck testing, getting ready for Gen Con, like we were just talking about how it's like the big event. Um, we are assuming, if we're just believing what uh, the distributor is saying, that the Pack 2 is going to come out. And FFG has recently uh, contacted the community and let them know that we they know that the cards were for the entire inheritance cycle have been revealed because they got shipped early to both first the Philippines and now uh, Germany. Now they're like it's, you'd have to be living on a rock to miss out on the spoilers at this point. So they finally let let loose the dogs of war and said, "All right, everyone, just talk about that." Uh, we're, they're not going to. Well, they never were really in a position of they could take action against any of these podcaster communities who post them or they don't own anything and stuff. But those of us who wish to have a good working relationship, as in like, you know, getting articles, getting spoilers, things of that nature and stuff, want to be on their good side. Uh, we've been holding to Fantasy Flight's wishes. So that's... Uh... Our plan is simply this. Now that we know all the cards, we have all the text, we will be talking about them roughly in the lead up to when that clamp, that pack is going to come out. We don't really see the need. You know, there are people who are going to be testing for Worlds, and those people are going to start testing with Pack 5 now. Um, I may even be one of them. Um, but, you know, those people are going to do what they're going to do. Uh, we don't really feel the need for our regular listeners to talk about a pack where the cards aren't going to come out for another four to six months and just, you know, what, just completely and utterly ruin any and all excitement in the build-up to those packs so if you want to go and look at them do that's fine we'll talk about them when they get closer to actually being in your hands uh, and we'll try and get some sort of excitement going for them when you're actually going to be receiving them yeah th there's no real point to talk about what's going on like you know several months down the line however uh one of the good things i think about uh ffg kind of backing off their uh leak policy 
is where it this is a perfect example. We are less than a month away from Gen Con. The people who had access to the cards just by being in certain social groups on the internet have a would go into Gen Con having a distinct advantage of knowing what kind of cards and what the meta would have been going in there. Now this information is like loosely available to everybody and stuff. It dilutes that advantage to a great deal. It keeps the playing field very fair. Yeah, I agree with that import very much, which is why we're very making clear that all the spoilers are out there. If you want to go and find them, I guarantee you just go on the Discord post. There is someone who will send you a link to a spreadsheet that has them all in. If you are planning on going to a big event and you're worried that your opponents are going to get a competitive advantage because they're testing the cards ahead of you, then they will be. Like they, they absolutely will be. Uh, there are there are super competitive players in this game. We all know who they are, and they will start testing for Pack Five Worlds meta the second that the cards were spoiled with their friends, and they will try and get their decks to a very high level before then. So if you want to compete with those people and you're listening to this podcast, then by all means go look up the spoilers. Um, you know, build the decks that you think are going to win. Start testing with your friends. Get people on board. Go to Worlds and you know shove the cards down their throats or whatever you want to do if you go to discord the l5r discord all the spoilers have been posted on the spoilers page which is normally restricted to officially released spoilers but given ffg's word we've been able to go ahead and just like throw them all up on there yeah so by all means don't don't lock yourself out of being prepared because there are people who will be doing that preparation you're but only hurting yourself at this point <laughs> if if you're not going to one of those events and you want to have a bit more of an exciting time through the next few months maybe don't look at the spoilers if you haven't already if you have maybe just chill out don't look at them again no need to remind yourself then in a few months time maybe that card you've forgotten about will come out and you can get excited and you can actually build a deck around it so you know let's just chill out see what's coming and enjoy it in, in its sort of due time So, speaking Jack of... testing. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, me and Max Williams, who was uh, our guest in the podcast uh, last recording... Uh, Eminently quotable, Max Williams, <laughs> has all of the good L5R ideas. Um, well, that's kind of the thing where I don't need to quote Max Williams all, uh, anymore because I've been beating the crap out of him, which just kind of goes to how we've been testing things. So, we know that Crab has got their spyglass unrestricted list they do have mido in this kind of weird infinite loop deck uh but i am someone like so i'm playing as someone who's kind of considered one of the best crab players in the world this is uh, the crane crab matchup is something i know very well and it's something that went from like i was just saying uh last recording nigh impossible to win I have a 100% win record against him since we've uh, been testing out new cards. The a combination of the, f the fall of Spyglass from the deck really gutting the core of what Crab used to be about to the inclusion of esteemed Tea House, which is doing ridiculous things uh, on Crane's side, has really flip-flopped that matchup in a gross manner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm hoping I haven't played against the Steam Tea House yet, but I imagine it's going to be just as painful for my poor Dragon Clan. Um, but what can you do? We'll have to see how that comes out. Because Dragon is not nearly, is a shadow of its former self from what it was last year, but they're primarily still on the combination heavy attachments slashed into. Well, it's because uh, our, right? our only stronghold rewards having attachments. 
we don't have any other options. And also, hilariously, um, with this new pack two coming out, there's a card in it that gives cover if you have two weapons. Um, we actually have the least. We have very few weapons in clan um, that can work with this because Miramoto Daisho doesn't because it only counts as one weapon despite being two swords. Um, and you know we have ancestral Daisho and we have fine katana. Whereas if you look at uh, Lion, you know they have so many weapons. If you look at Unicorn, they have weapons. So this two heavens technique gives covert to someone when they have two weapons attached. But currently, Dragon is the least likely clan to be able to enable that condition uh, in faction without a specific splash, which is kind of a bit funny. So Dragon, we, we can talk about Dragon for a very long time. They're in a very odd place uh, design wise. They got a lot of weird cards in this cycle, and not a lot of really standout strong cards. Uh, there's a bit of an open question about what deck actually works in Dragon at the moment because stuff like Greater Understanding just doesn't build a deck because it's just too expensive and too... like It's powerful, but, but also just not really protected enough by other things to make it into a deck. Things like Shirakitsuki hasn't really evolved in the way that people thought it would. Stuff like that. So Oh, it's, that deck is evolving exactly how I thought it would. Yeah, but <laughs> if you just saw the stronghold, you thought maybe there'd be some supporting cards, but there there aren't uh, really. So yeah, that's why I mean because on the deck testing subject, my dragon deck testing is not really anywhere. I have four decks that I'm currently thinking about testing. I have one that will try and duel and kill all of your people, which won't work because it's too expensive on the conflict side. It has thirty eight fate on its conflict side. Um, I have my swarm deck, which won't work because it's swarm and I don't have enough stats. I have my Bushi deck, which may work. It's kind of fun, interesting. And then I have my regular Monk deck with different cards, which is not going to work any more than it's working at the moment. So Dragon, definitely in an odd place, but... I think we would be remiss if we did not talk about Duel to the Death, because me and you tend to be very duel-focused. <laughs> yeah, so pack two, yeah. Duel to the Death is probably the standout card that's going to change everything, really. Um I mean, you take you take us away. It's blue. You know the rules. You get to talk about the blue stuff. Well, in case anyone's forgotten, I will actually just read everything out for you. It costs one fate. Uh, action. During a conflict, initiate a military duel. Your opponent may dishonor his or her character to refuse the duel. Otherwise, resolve the duel. Discard the duel's loser. This is uh, military kill duel, which is something that any red-blooded duelist have wanted since the game launched. Here it is. And it's okay. It's just kind of okay. At the end of the day, so we've had Noble Sacrifice in Faction since the game came out, right? And the thing with these kill cards is they have a lot of, like, loopholes to jump through uh, to try to open up the window. And it's unless you're Scorpion, actually, scratch that. Because for a while, we did have, like, uh, Keeper of Air roll, and we're splashing Scorpion, have access to Mark of Shame and some other things, uh, to try to get the exact character that you want dishonored to be dishonored when you want, want them dishonored, so you can just get that, mm, get that real solid kill hit on there and stuff. Generally speaking, it's a good opponent in a really competitive environment. It's actually very difficult to paint the target very reliably. Uh, there's some options going on, so you could take Steward of Law and uh, I mean, discount. You will the... take Steward of Law, right? Um, I'm up, I'm debating it. I'm testing some things right now. I'm leaning towards no right now. Kind of talked about Pack Two. That's quite pack exciting. Two. About, uh, leaking. I think it's pretty much. Uh, there's not much news going on right now. So, in the UK, 
in Brighton, for anyone listening from the UK, uh, the week before uh, before Worlds, so I think that's November the 2nd, there is currently a bit of a debate as to whether or not there is. So there's a gaming charity event, Gaming for Cancer, um, I think it's called. Uh, there's currently just a debate about whether or not they should have an L5R LCG event as part of their gaming thing. Um, of course, people like Brighton. They like raising money to fight cancer. So um, if you are interested in that, and I think the discussion will still be ongoing on the uh, L5R UK uh, Facebook page. So get involved with that. Um, and by all means, you know, let people know if you want that event, if you're going to make it. Um, and whether or not you want to join in. I think so one of the other Alpha Bar podcasts, Splinters of Jade, is hosting a food drive tournament at Around the Table in Linwood. What's WA? Washington? Actual Washington, not Washington, yeah. D.C. Uh, yes. So the pleasant, nice West Coast, Northwest Coast County mm-hmm. or state, not the yeah. city that's the, overrun the, the, by the, guns and the drugs. Place with- <laughs> It, it is not the Division Two. That is not what? an accurate version of a. America. I mean, no, no. I didn't say that, that there were lots of crime and drugs in America, not just the Division Two. Anyway, um, yes. So October the twenty sixth in Linwood, Washington, uh, there will be a food drive. So of course, more initiatives by the Alpha Bar community to contribute to the community. Um, so yeah, there'll be more details coming out. It's a long way off. We'll um, we'll let you know a bit more about it when it comes up. But just to sort of one to um to sort of get your head around if you are close enough to Washington to go to a co- competition, um I think the entry price is one piece of food or will be. We'll get you more details later on. But something to put in your diaries, um and we can uh, give you some more details when it's announced. So yeah, start thinking about that now. Uh. I think that's everything in terms of announcements that we've got so far. All right. want to give a shout out to our lovely Patreon supporters. You all make the show happen. And for those of us who, for those of you who listen and don't uh, uh, commit to the Patreon, please check out our Patreon page. It supports this podcast, our sister podcast, which focuses on the RPG. And it supports uh, Sebastian uh, supporting the Discord and all the future projects he has in store for us right now. Yes, and of course, um, I think there's only one or two up there now, but we will, of course, have excerpts from this podcast, uh, special Patreon-only content. Like, for example, there is a cutout from our last week's episode, which is a discussion with Max Williams about the Infinite Crab Luke deck, which you can gain access to for the low, low price of $1, um, which I think if you're in Europe is like, what, 88 pence or like 95 pence cents or something so not really super expensive um we do have a strong currency so you know flex while you can um yeah (laughs) so do that you can hear more of us in more exciting ways uh potentially hilarious outtakes as well in the future uh of things we say when we're off camera that you're not actually supposed to hear but our editor thinks are funny anyway you would hear 15 minutes of me and finbar just bickering about things before we start recording please be a patreon subscriber <laughs> yeah the first five minutes are crane best duelist dragon best duelist then we go and make rpg characters we should do this we should um, do this we go and make rpg characters that are duelists and then we have a duel and then i win right 
I mean, it would only be in your fantasies that would win. So sure, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's our Christmas special episode, actually. Okay, if you're listening to this, one final shout out, uh, sign off before we go. If you would like our Christmas special episode to be myself and Kikita Onimaru creating two, let's say, rank five uh, characters from the Elhavar 5th edition RPG, one dragon, one crane, and going at it in a duel... Uh, please let us know. I have a GM who will help us set that up, or maybe our our friends at our RPG podcast will help us set that up. Or maybe maybe we have two duels because we are both Dragon and Crane on the podcasts. Yeah. So there you go. If you if you would like to see that, we can make it happen. So just let us know, and we'll sort of set it up. If you recall, CBAS scheduled us to do a Twitch match of our Crane deck versus Dragon deck with the cards but i think you're backing out of that one because that is not a match you want to have right now i'll tell you what i'm not backing out of it i'm just postponing it until i've finished wait, my world's testing wait till the wait till the dragon pack comes out and then we'll do it well i mean that would be fair if we waited until the dragon pack came out i think that would be fair but i think we should have a match before and after so once i finish my world's testing or when the majority of packs from this cycle are on Jigoku, then we'll have a, our first match, and then we'll redo the match after the Dragon Pack, and we'll see how it's changed. Fair enough. Sounds good. I'm down. I like this plan. Here you go. Extra content coming at you from the Court Games podcast. We are more than just pretty faces, um, which you have never seen. Uh, we are more than just beautiful voices, which you listen to regularly. If anyone's um, been on L5R f- Facebook for more than five minutes, everyone knows exactly how hideous I am. That is true, and I am a gloriously bearded individual who has many, many positive qualities and traits. Um, Face for radio, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It's just that beautiful European living, you know. It just, you can't really match it if you're not living in Europe. Such a shame. Anyway, I am rambling because it is late. Um, Thank you all for listening. Uh, Remember, if you liked this podcast, please give us a review and subscribe to us on all of your favorite podcast channels. Uh, Remember, we have a Court Games Talk channel in the Elf of our Discord. Please come hang out with us. Give us your listener questions. Give us your feedback. Uh, Please talk to us. We're lonely. And there's always the same people in there who we really like. But, you know, good ideas, new ideas are always fun. And when we post the uh, po- uh, the uh, notice for the podcast dropping on the various social medias, feel free to share that around. We actually have some really fun conversations that we have, especially on Twitter right now, sharing content with the other uh, content uh, our creators out there in the F5-verse. Which, by the way, check out some of their podcasts. Really good podcasts uh, going out there. I'm a big fan of Garbage of the Five Rings and uh, Jade Throne myself. Yeah, I mean, I listen to, I certainly listen to the Jade Throne I've watched a few matches by the Meek Informant on because they stream all of the time. Um, and is it his show gaming as well? Is always streaming. It's, it's good. It's good how much content there is um, out there for Alpha Var. So that's quite exciting. Um, so yeah, by all means, I mean we're happy to promote anyone. So you know, listen to us, listen to them, all of the Alpha Var you could possibly need. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a wrap up for us. So, yeah. Set us Thank home, you Finbar. for listening and good night. Because it is night. It is night time. Just so we clarify, you know, as we record this. For, for <laughs> right. <you it> is. <laughs> <laughs> Sayonara, everyone. I'm putting Finbar to bed. Goodbye. <laughs> but but not not literally. We live I'm, in different I continents. I am on a boat right now to come tuck you in and put a gentle little kiss on your forehead, so you can go to work on time tomorrow. <laughs>
Dear Jesus. Save me, save me. No. <laughs>